Welcome to Mysteries from Owl Creek Press. I'm your host, Kit Crum. Today, we're going to discuss the difference between something that vanishes and just disappears, and then sightings of the prehistoric pterodactyl. But first, where did they go? The Roanoke colonists, Amelia Earhart? What of Percy Fawcett vanishing in his search for the city of Z? Can anything truly vanish in this world? Of the great vanishings, we have people and things. Amelia Earhart disappeared over the Pacific. There's no doubt that she crash-landed or ditched her plane. And, of course, the question remains, was she captured by the Japanese, or did she and her navigators starve to death on a remote island? She didn't vanish in the truest sense of the word. The question is simply, well, she disappeared. In contrast, we have the vanishing of Flight 19, a group of Navy bombers that disappeared during a post-war training mission. Now they vanished. No oil slick, no wreckage. Of the five planes that made up Flight 19, none were ever recovered. No trace. A search team dispatched to look for them disappeared. But there was an oil slick and wreckage and an explosion. The five TBMs vanished. The rescue team disappeared. I ask the question again, can anything actually vanish from the world? Let's look one more time. The Franklin expedition that set sail in 1845 with two ships in search of the Northwest Passage, they disappeared in the Arctic and were considered lost for 200 years. The two ships and nearly 40 crew simply vanished, well, was considered as big a mystery as the disappearance of Amelia Earhart. But recently, both ships were discovered, as well as many of the graves of the crew. So, they disappeared, but they didn't vanish. Yet in the 1880s, we have a bride and groom riding in a wagon that 10 miles from Bake Oven, Oregon, to Cross Hollow simply vanish. Their progress had been monitored, and when they didn't arrive at the ranch in Cross Hollow, where they were to wed, a month-long search found not a trace. None of the two horses or the wagon was pulled by the two horses or the bride and groom. Now they vanished. My point is that people and things do vanish, but do they vanish from this world? The question is addressed by Professor Vincent Poole. He states, as did Albert Einstein, that there are multiple dimensions. But Professor Poole believes that there are not only many dimensions, but that in the evolution of these dimensions, they are similar to Earth, and they are connected to our dimension by what he calls an umbilical-like connection, and that an individual can easily pass through one of the umbilical connections and seemingly vanish. He also espouses the theory that the reason that we have no contact with UFOs that are picked up on radar and suddenly disappear is because they are flying objects that come from another dimension. Professor Poole cites a 15th century Spanish conquistador, a priest in the ancient village of Cusco, where the priest was racing ahead of the Spanish invasion. He took a gold disc from a church and ran into a Hiramarca Mountains where he met two shaman who took the disc and pressed it into a rock face that opened the door to another dimension. Sounds like a nice story. Yet there is a place in the Hiramarca Mountains where a stone face has a small door seemingly pressed into stone. And at the center of the door-sized indentation is another circular indentation that is the same size as that ancient disc taken by the priest when he fled the Spanish. Poole claims that this represents an entrance to another dimension. So, 
Do people and things vanish from this world, but to another dimension? Hmm, do they disappear and go to that other dimension? Before you scoff at the idea, take a trip to Peru in the Hieromarca Mountains and try to explain the small door and the disc's indentation and then decide. And if, like me, you can't make a trip to Peru right away, Google it up because I have, and it's really impressive. Now, on to something a little stranger, if you can believe that. This is Oregon pterodactyl sightings. The pterodactyl is one of a genus of flying reptile, basically a dinosaur. They were thought to have died out at the end of the Cretaceous period, but there have been sightings across North America since the Spanish first set foot on what is today Mexico. Petroglyphs were discovered on the face of cliffs. Native Americans spoke of giant birds that ate people and sketched the image on hides. But there have been a rash of sightings in modern times. In 1960, a couple driving through California's Trinity National Forest reported seeing the silhouette of a giant bird that they estimated to have a wingspan of 30 feet. They later described it as resembling a pterodactyl. May 1961 in New York, a businessman flying his private plane over the Hudson River Valley claimed that he was buzzed by a large flying creature that he said looked like a pterodactyl. Jump forward to January 1976, Harlington, Texas. Teens Jackie Davis and Tracy Lawson reported seeing a bird on the ground that stood five feet tall, was dark in color with a bald head and a face like a gorilla's except it had a sharp six-inch-long beak. The subsequent investigation by their parents uncovered tracks that had three toes and were eight inches across. The same year, in San Antonio, Texas, three elementary school teachers saw what they described as a pterodactyl swooping low over their car as they drove. They said its wingspan was between 20 and 30 feet, one of the teachers commented that it glided through the air on huge bony wings like a bat. Now, that's not all. September 1982, Los Fresnos, Texas. An ambulance driver named James Thompson was stopped while driving on Highway 100 by his sighting of a large bird-like object flying low over the area. He described it as black or grayish with a rough texture but no feathers. It had a 20-foot wingspan, a bump on the back of its head, and almost no neck at all. After consulting some books to identify the creature, he decided it most looked like a pterodactyl. Now, there have been numerous pictures taken of the flying reptile. One such photo showed six Civil War Union soldiers standing over a pterodactyl. They apparently had shot down. Shortly after the photo was published, experts declared it a fake. However, recently the creator of the phony photo said it was a replica of a real picture. He has since produced the original. Now, if you're interested in that, I have both a real photo and a fake photo of men standing with a pterodactyl. If you're interested, contact me at owlcreekpress at gmail.com and request that I send you pictures of those photos, and I will do that. Most recently, though, in 2016, a man in the city of Corvallis, Oregon, says he saw a big bird that sounded like a dinosaur. The man, who provided a full name but asked, not to, but asked to remain anonymous, told Cryptozoologist News that he works as a campus security guard. He says he was taking out the trash in the middle of the day 
when the creature startled him. It flew from behind a house across the street and glided back to the ground. I only saw it briefly, he said, but was caught off guard by its size and screeching sound it made. It sounded like an old movie's dinosaur. He described the creature as flying and with a wingspan of about 20 to 30 feet. The wings, he said, were bent and it exhibited a short curved beak. Sightings of photos and even movies have been made about pterodactyls. Uh, they've surfaced in the UK, Africa, and Mexico, and certainly in the United States and the Pacific Northwest, and in the states of Washington and Idaho. But Oregon's 2016 sighting is the most recent. You could dismiss the sightings of the pterodactyl in the same way UFOs have been dismissed. Or if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you could carry a pair of binoculars next time you go out camping. This is Kit Crumb. Be sure to listen tomorrow for two more mysterious, strange, unexplained stories from Owl Creek Press. Thanks for listening.